Warning! This podcast may contain naughty language, including the C-word. Listener discretion is advised. Hey everybody, you've tuned into Shingles List, where we talk movies, music, trending news, game sports, current affairs, and anything else that pops into our brains. I'm Dave Shingler, and I'm joined, as always, he's money-making, money-making, super disco-disco-breaking, it's Cleon Bewley. And as always, ladies and gents, it's me, I ain't no phony, but I have got me from two chipped like bullet tooth Tony. <laughs> and he has as well. He's got a, he's got what I'd like to call a, a London gap in his um, yeah in his in his in his teeth. He's very um, he's very get the London look. Uh, <laughs> you could fit a train between my teeth, couldn't you, right, dog? Oh. So what? Oh, dear. What happened, Cleon? Was it a was it a sporting injury or were you just eating something? No, <laughs> no years ago I took an elbow to the face playing <laughs> football, and that chip that that too. Uh, and did these two teeth in? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I had them both crowned. The kind of the four of them. Uh, I was brushing my teeth. <laughs> out the game. <laughs> yeah. So, so David onward. We go to the dentist. Um, I've got a, an operation on the eighteenth of August. Um, on my lower jaw, on these teeth. And I go in on Tuesday to have uh, the chip uh, put back on. So I've got a bit of a chip this week, Dave. Bit of a chip. 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 Um, well, I'll be honest with you. Unless, apart, up until like you literally shoved your teeth right next to the camera, I wouldn't have actually noticed. I can tell. But you can tell, obviously, because it's your mouth. <laughs> I can tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like... It's like an e. I don't like me. No, I've been walking around like this, and the nerve is oh. Oh, I've only it's ever. It's not good, David. I've only ever chipped one tooth. I chipped my front tooth, but it was ever, ever, ever so slight. You know when you, you know when you're an absolute dickhead and you have a drink of your brew and the the mug just hits your tooth first. Yeah, that happened. But I must have just caught it at the right angle, and I took just like the tiniest little bit off my front tooth. But it was sharp as hell. The amount of times I kept on bloody nicking my tongue on it was unbelievable. That, but that's the most like self-inflicted damage or any kind of damage really that, that I've ever done to my teeth. But I did have a, like a ton of them removed when I was in my teens because um, I had like I had teeth like something out of a bloody Apex Twin video. They were just all over the place. It was like predator like, like this. Um, but I had like years, years of like orthodontal treatment and. Orthodontal treatment. Orthodontal treatment, mate. Yeah, yeah. Um, with, oh, sorry. With Hello. Miss... Welcome to Shingler's List, where we have orthodontal. Orthodontal treatment. treatment. Yeah, yeah. It was orthodontal um. treatment with Mister Mister Muir and Mister Tidy. Mister um, Tidy, who only visited Stoke on Trent uh, once a week, and I had the privilege of uh, of having him as my orthodontist for for a few years. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean. They don't do it anymore, do they? I don't know if you know if you know this, but like as a general rule, they don't just give kids braces anymore. You know, when, when we were kids, kids, kids just got fucking braces. Like your teeth are big, <laughs> have some braces. Um, apparently, they, yeah, they, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. apparently they just they just don't do it anymore. It's like your teeth are big, deal with it. It's fine. I like, had, long when as they're I healthy. was young, I had me canine this one. If you can see, it's quite a big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
uh, in that canine, if you can see, it's quite a big mm. one. And they were growing like this. Yeah. So I had to have all this operated on, and I had to have them pushed up and dragged back down again. Oh, God. And put yeah, into yeah. place, and then them teeth automatically had to be moved. Yeah. my, my high since then. Mine were all kinds of fucked up, man. So they ended up taking out, like, I think it was four... Yeah, it would have been one, two, three, eight. They took out eight teeth in total uh, to make enough space to push the rest of my teeth back because they were sticking out that much. They had to push them back into my mouth. Um, but I still had, I was like, you know, it, it, well into my teens and I still had um, baby teeth. Like I was a real late developer when it came to like teeth falling out. So they pulled these baby teeth out and they said, right, come back in six months. The, the adult teeth should have dropped in by then. And I went back in six months, and there was they hadn't dropped in at all. I still had these like gaps, and uh, they said, "Right, there's two options. We can give it another six months and see if they drop in, or basically they would have to cut the gum open." It's the way I don't know whether like my brain is just like over dramatizing this because I was like a kid and scared. Um, but they were like, cut the gum open, put some kind of bar on it, and forcibly like drag the teeth out, like a brace would force your teeth back in your mouth. Um, like they would force the teeth out of the gums and um, in, in into place. And I was like, fuck that, that is not happening. I'll come back in six months. Must have scared the motherfuckers into uh, dropping down because they were they were fully in by the time I went back. Um, and then yeah, another couple of teeth removed. And and they whacked the brace on, but I didn't get my brace until um, I turned sixteen. And as a general, yeah. as a general rule, um, your braces were off before you, you know, before you were sixteen. Uh, but I had to have that much treatment. And then I had the brace for. I probably had a brace. I probably had a brace when I first met you. Thinking about it, or at least retainers, because um, I was like. I said, I was still on. You used to wear that spastic hat when you went sleep. <laughs> You're not allowed to I remember, say spastic. I <laughs> it's offensive. <laughs> um, you did, though. You know what? Like, you were ready to go fucking swimming. Uh, no, I didn't have one of them. Uh, I just had retainers. Yeah, you did. Um, in, my, <laughs> in, in my mind, you did. Just for shits and giggles, like how so you pictured me going to bed, putting my headgear on, strapping it to me gums. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, putting your God. hat on, putting your teeth in your gums. Hey, do you know putting what? Your head fo- putting your headphones on, lying in your bed, going in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I was um, I was sorting through some old boxes uh, the other day, and literally just like boxes full of like crap from when I lived back at home, which I still haven't like gone through. It's just stuff that oh, I'll deal with that tomorrow, and fifteen years later, you still haven't dealt with it. Um, so I was going through these boxes and I found loads of like uni work and all that kind of stuff. And, and then I found loads of like little, like kind of keepsake things like key rings and, and just little bits and bobs that I used to just throw in a drawer at home. And in among, in this bag, this box, and there was a bag in the box with all these little bits and bobs in. And it was things like keys to things that I don't know what they open key rings um little like headphone jack adapters when you you have little headphones into big headphones there was a couple yeah. of them in there guitar picks um you know just little bits of crap like that and then i put my hand in and what the fuck is this literally dude me fucking retainer my the, the, the bit with the plastic bit that fits to the roof of your mouth was in this bag was this plastic hat in and, there as well and i'm holding it in my hand and i'm like now it's rank 
but it's mine, so it's okay. And I literally, like, I, moved, I put it in my other hand, I was like, says to the missus, do you favour, just hold us this. And she put her hand out, literally just as she just caught what it was in time, and she's like, oh, that's disgusting, how long's that been in there? Oh, it's never been cleaned. <laughs> she's completely freaking out, because I was trying to drop my retainer. My... 20 odd year old retainer in her hand that's been in a box for 15 years because <laughs> i'm ranking because i'm did horrible you find your, did, you, did you have your old hat in that box no there was no headgear in the box because there was never any headgear Cleon. <laughs> never yeah, had, was, never had the headgear just had the retainers anyway yeah you did anyway enough about my mouth Ooh, what's going on dave uh, there's been a few things this week. Uh, the, the mandatory mask wearing thing started yesterday. Um, that That's a thing. We've got to wear masks in more places. We discussed this last week, though, as far as I was concerned. If you were indoors, you had to wear a mask. So it's not really changed my opinion on it. Um, it's caused it's caused uproar in the, the bottom ends of the internet. You know where I mean, Cleon. The, oh. Sto- the Stoke-on-Trent live comments. The bottom ends of the, oh, <laughs> the internet. Dave. It's caused absolute uproar um with one person suggesting uh just open everywhere up it's up to us if we want to catch it or not that, that was their opinion yeah. it's entirely up to us if we want to go out and risk catching covid that's our problem well it's there you go. i, I understand kind of understand what she's saying but it's not your problem when the nhs can't cope with the influx of covid19 um uh, patients it could be called the great call Oh man, it's people. There's literally there was no like middle ground. There wasn't really anybody like just kind of going, eh, just wear your mask. Um, it was either <laughs> it was either all or nothing. It was open the doors, open the pubs, open the schools, open the businesses, oh. everything back to normal. If we catch it, we catch it. Blah 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 blah. Or it was lock your doors, lock your windows, try not to breathe. There was it was one or the other. And and I'm just like, for fuck's sake, people, just use and this is I'm gonna use the term use a bit of common sense, and that's the problem when it's come to the government's handling of this. They're like they're they're relying on the British public to use the common sense. I ain't mean funny, the British public hasn't got any fucking common sense. There's not very Do you think Go on. Do you think though the right's going even more right, but the left is going like extortionately yeah. left yeah it's crazy and there's a group of there's a group of people in the middle kind of going mm-hmm. wow it's crazy what what is everyone talking about it's fucking crazy man I've, I've said this for several episodes now and i think i said it in the old um i do series. think it's part boris's fault though yeah it's very, it's I not been managed think it's very been well. part Boris's fault. We should have just put... I don't understand the reasoning behind when, when this first happened, just saying everyone's got to wear a mask. Yeah, just do it straight away. Do it straight away. You know, we, we were having this conversation in the house um, uh, yesterday afternoon, how it, to me, feels like a bloody lifetime ago when, you know, we were literally watching this speech saying, stay at home, don't leave the house, only go out for essentials. You know what I mean? And it's like, now, you're kind of walking around. I, I, I took another trip uptown last week, and it's very, um, everything seems to be a bit more normal. And granted, you know, there's still kind of queues to get into shops. It's still limiting numbers, and it's hand sanitizer everywhere, and it's all one-way systems. But everybody's kind of just going for it. You know what I mean? Oh, well, the top scientists of England have declared we're heading for a, a lockdown next month. 
Sir Davy King, Sir Davy King said, Luke, uh, the tracing test is a disaster. Um, pretty much that's been crap. And the ministers should prioritise opening schools over the pubs. So we've had, oh, we had a bit of a, we're going to open the schools, but shut but the pubs. But shut the pubs, yeah. This is kind of, we're getting into social responsibility now, Ian. <laughs> mm. They're forcing England to act right. Yeah. That, that, that's kind of all that's happening at this present moment in time. If you want me to be brutally honest, they're kind of making England act right. Yeah, yeah. Make the, yeah, so, to make the moral decisions and, and whatnot. We're going to open the schools. When the schools open, you're all not going to the pub because the kids are going to come back with stuff and you're all not going to the pub together and spreading it out amongst each other. Mm. The pubs are shut. So that I think that's a good way to combat it. But apparently, according to ooh, Sir David King, you cheeky geezer, we're going into lockdown number two. Well, I saw so, it. I saw excuse it, me, David. Oh, go on. <coughs> That's the corona. Yeah. It's kicking in. <laughs> um, yeah, I saw an article earlier about like a, a, a former government scientist advisor um, had said if they don't get the track. Oh, yeah, it's former. Sorry. Yeah, if they don't get the track and trace right, we're you know we're facing another lockdown in in September, and and that was another thing like the dregs of the internet, the comments, and I've got a couple of things here. And one one person said it's just scaremongering again. This is one scientist's view. I can't see how we could go into another full lockdown. The economy won't cope. Uh, local lockdowns are the way forward, and people need to stick to the guidelines. And there's kind of like it's a little bit it. In in that comment, there's a bit of common sense, and then there's a bit of like I think opinion in that. The common sense being, um, you know, stick to the guidelines. It's the only way we're going to keep the numbers down. Just just do as you're told. Just stick to the guidelines. And in local lockdowns, I think local lockdowns are a good idea. Don't you know? Don't shut the whole country down if there's a certain area, which is what they've done. You know, just kind of lock that area down. You know. So, David. If Shingler's List were just about to advise people, I'm hoping you've got the website up, which you've got up right now, and we were to advise people about lockdown, <laughs> you could ask us, you could say, lads, what are the rules? I'll tell you what, people, have we got any intro music? No, not today. I haven't got anything set up. Oh, cheers, Dave. Anyway, <laughs> that's a complete letdown of a producer. Anyway, mm. Kanye. Anyway... Uh, how many people that you in the or- in your garden? So how- I'm going to clear this up for you guys. You can meet up to six people from different households outdoors in a groups of more of six if you're allowed from two households. Hang on a minute, did you? You can meet up. You can meet up with up to six people from different house. You can meet up with up to six people from different households. Households outdoors in groups of more than six households. You can group of How many people can you go to the pub with? You're only supposed to socialise with people from one other household indoor. Yeah, so that's so that's not changed. That's not changed. So so outdoors that makes no sense about the garden. I don't really want. Yeah, that. outdoors. From what I understood, it was six up to six people. Six people. From different households outdoors and groups of more than six if they are all from two households. 
So you can meet up with 12 people from two households or one group of six. See, and this is the problem. We, we, we are literally showing people the, the, the problem as, as we're recording, you know what I mean? It's the way things are written. It's open to a lot of things are open to like interpretation. It's not actually spelt out properly. Anyway, that was one. Two was how many people you go to the pub with. Three, who can stay overnight at your house? It's a good question. Who can stay overnight at your house? COVID rules. You should only invite people from one household to stay unless they're oh, you should you should only invite people from one household to stay unless they're in your support hut. So you, you can have anybody staying from any one household. Yeah. Unless, unless they're in your support bubble. Right, so I've pulled up the government's website here. And, you can um, only invite people from one household to stay unless they're, unless they're in your support bubble. What is a support bubble? If you live by yourself or are a single parent with dependent children, you can have close contact, contact with one household of any size. Yeah, so, so they, they introduced that a couple months ago, didn't they? Them, but they can't, they can't stay at your house. But you can have somebody to stay at your house from a dis- different household. Yeah, so, uh, sorry, I've, I've got the bed up here about the outdoors. So, socialise outdoors in a group of more than six people from different households. So, if there's six people... More than six people from different households, you can socialise outdoors. Gatherings larger than six should only take place if everyone is ex- is from... Ex- oh, God. Yeah, thank you. That doesn't make sense. Socialise outdoors you. in a group of more than six yeah. people from different households. Thank you. I've just tried reading that out. Right, no, that's the title. This is, honestly, this is fucking, the way the government have written this up, like, use a fucking capital letter or bold it or underline it, that's the title. Put a comma in, put a comma in. what it's saying is, if you social, it's the rules for socialising outdoors in a group of more than six people from different households. Gatherings Mm. larger than six should only take place if everyone is from exclusively two households or support bubbles so if it's more than six people you can only be from two households if it's just six people it can be from different households but it's got to be outdoors well i've played football today so but that's the thing you're not the only person that's played football so is the premier fucking league you know what i mean it's like Dude, I've I've literally I've got my tablet down here and I've got the snooker on in the corner of my eye. Ronnie O'Sullivan, Ding Junwei. I'm pretty certain they don't live together. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's it's did, like... you see, did you see Ronnie O'Sullivan's reaction to the crowd play? No, the crowd noise? I didn't. I didn't. No. Oh, I watched it first. Oh, I think he was messing around because uh, allegedly, uh, Mr. O'Sullivan does like it. Uh, and a lot of smoke before he goes on. So anyway, Dave, he, he did a hundred uh, in snooker. That's when you get a round of applause. Yeah. Uh, and he leaned back to Chalky's cue. The, no- the crowd <laughs> noise came on, and he <laughs> and he went like this. He, he kind of went ooh, <laughs> uh, and, and, and a bit of a loop around him, and then carried on uh, chalking his cue. 
It was quite a funny moment. Yeah. I don't know if he meant it or not. He was just paying up to the cameras, but it was quite nice. What's going on in the snooker? Um, oh, the scores have gone out. Uh, Ronnie took the first frame. It's nine eight. Ronnie O'Sullivan's been a good, been a good, good game. This is. Um, uh, Anthony okay, Miguel, Miguel and Clark got a bit frosty yesterday. Um, Clark uh, kept on standing in Miguel's line of sight when he was taking the shot. So Miguel took it upon himself to basically square up to him and enter. And, and hey, up! I've lost Cleon. <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> out fire now, fire. His blue tack fell off again. Um, yeah, so yeah, Miguel took it upon himself to basically go and square up to him and tell him to move. You're not supposed to stand there. So then Jan van der Pass came over to try and settle it down, and um, Miguel's making out like there's no problem. But it's like you know when you, you know, um, you know when you're drunk and you're causing a bit of mither and your mates try to stop you. And uh, yeah, and your hands go Get up, and, and your hands go up, and you're like, "I'm alright, I'm calm, I'm alright, mate, I'm alright, I'm alright, no problem, no matter, no matter, no matter." And the second your mates backs are turned, you're like, you swing for the for the guy. It's basically what he was doing. He's like, "There's no problem here. I don't got problems. No problem. No problem." <laughs> um, so yeah, it was again a bit frosty in the snooker. I didn't expect that from from snooker at all. It's a gentleman's game, um, but uh, it is a gentleman's game. It's a gentleman's game, but it is it is a bit weird. This piped in fucking crowd noise because it's quiet anyway. I've been four times. You don't, you know, it's gentle, gentle applause when they when they break a you know hundred. But yeah, strange man. Um, the 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 government's website. They really need to employ somebody that can just write things in proper sentences. Put a in. Yeah, use capital letters Put a and stuff. In. And this is one of the main concerns that I've come up in in the, the the dregs of the internet of like the rules are easy to follow if if you know but they need to make actually make them a bit more clearer and not leave it kind of up to you to um try and uh, what's the word I'm looking for interpret it the, you know you, you shouldn't have to interpret them they should, you should just be wear a mask or don't wear a mask do this go around somebody's house or don't go around somebody's house you know what i mean and i'm pretty certain there's a list somewhere that that simplifies everything you know probably one of the, the tabloids or something has, has printed it on their web page but the government's website's awful um i pulled another comment up by the way with, with regards to the the second lockdown and uh, this person put i live in melbourne and we have been in isolation for nearly five weeks and in lockdown for a week due to a second wave of the virus. It is much worse than the first wave. There's a curfew between the hours of 8pm and 5am. So, looks like, you know, Melbourne are in this into the second wave now. Um, apparently, a second wave is kind of creeping across Europe. And, you know, the the numbers are rising over here as well. And the one thing I've noticed today, and I know I've messaged you a couple of times, is the um, it's getting a little bit closer to home as well. So, you know, last week we spoke about the pub in Stone and how everybody had to go and get tested over a few days. And I think they ended on like 20-something people positive. Um, now, mm-hmm. t- today, um, there's a hairdresser's local to us, well, a few miles down the road, but um, they've had to shut because of a positive test. Uh, there's a worker in a local Tesco where they've now got a positive test. So what What do you do if you're Tesco? Because it's massive, you know what I mean? You I, close. Well, no, Tesco would close, but 
I, I've been I've been my local Tesco several times and I haven't had to hand me a dress over. You know what I mean? It's like that now exactly. you, you really are trusting the public at this point. If you know if 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 an announcement goes out, if, if our local paper, the Sentinel, puts an announcement out and says there's a worker in Tesco in in, in Hanley that's been that's tested positive for COVID nineteen, have you visited there in the last two weeks? If so, you know, exactly what they did with the pub and stone, then you know, they've, they're going to have to get that shit up and, and you know, you, you're going to have to go for a test. If you know you've been to the Tesco, I think it was a Mia, if you know you've been to that Tesco in the last couple of weeks, you've got to go and get tested, surely. And how many mm-hmm. fucking people go into Tesco on a daily basis, especially now, because it seems like they've lifted all the, the um, um, foot, footfall count and whatnot. Because the, the barriers aren't outside anymore. There's no security there. I didn't get stopped. Nothing. They're just letting people in. The one-way systems have, have gone, and they're just encouraging people to social distance. You know, and, and, and I must admit, day one, day two, the mask-wearing thing was fine. I went in there on Friday, and the bulk of people did have them just round the chin. Um, so, yeah. you know what I mean? It takes, one, if one person in my local Tesco tests positive, the amount of people in there, it's it's impossible to social distance. It's impossible. I literally run in and run out. I get in and out as quick as I can. No loitering, no messing about, just in, grab your shit and disappear. If it's more than a basket's worth, I don't fucking need it. You know. It's like it's like a military operation now, isn't it? Yeah. Going in into shopping. Yeah. It's like it's crazy. quick get in. Fucking crazy, man. But if a worker at Tesco if a worker at Tesco's got um is tested positive None of the workers wear masks. Yeah, they don't. They don't. And what have they touched? So you've got to shut Tesco down for a deep clean. I'm pretty sure, Dave, a deep clean is a mop. <laughs> a mop and some pink powder. Yeah, yeah, Anybody? yeah. I think it's some shake and vac. Yeah. Anybody who's worked in uh, in, in catering or, or cleaning or anything, they'll know what I mean when I say pink powder. Bit of pink powder and something in a mop. Is that like? Is that? Is that? It's like a sanitizer. A it's a sanitizer, basically. Yeah, yeah. Pink powder, pink uh, liquid. Um, pink powder. What yeah. else has happened, Dave? Um, there's been explosions. Is this? Is this the next part of 2020? Is this the next thing to happen? You know what I mean? We've had, you know, fucking Kobe Bryant died. Um, murder hornets, COVID nineteen. Donald Trump nearly started. Australia nearly started a world war. Australia set on fire. Now bloody Beirut has exploded. Jesus <laughs> Christ! On a bike. Did you? St- I, I know you saw the fucking explosion, but fuck. I told you about the explosion. That explosion. You know what, man? If you go on Sky, anybody listening, if you go on Sky News's Instagram page, a few posts back, they've got an IGTV video of all the mobile phone footage they could find, and it's this explosion from God knows how many different angles. They could fucking feel it in Cyprus. In Cyprus, for fuck's sake. You know what I mean? I know know Cyprus isn't isn't that far away. Um, So basically, what they're claiming it is, is um, this, this big, like, ammonia fucking stockpile thing. Um, he, he, this, I read, I read this uh, post. Let me see if I can pull this fucking Instagram post up. Um, <clears throat> I can't remember who bloody shared it, so... If Where's I can find... Where's Lebanon. Where's Lebanon? Um, is it like Eastern, Eastern Europe way? Somewhere that way, I don't know. My Eastern geog- Europe? My, my geography's not brilliant. It's near Cyprus, about 100 miles from Cyprus. 
Where's the where, where the fuck Cyprus? Um, I can't for the life of me remember who shared this uh, this post. Um, but he, he gave you all the details. But it was basically it was a series of Instagram posts from somebody who lives in Beirut and how basically. from the point of somebody living in Beirut, it wasn't a case of, oh shit, something's exploded. It it literally, like their opinion was, who's trying to kill us now? That's that, that (laughs) literally, who's trying to kill us now? Where's this come from? And there's just like a list of all these different groups and whatnot that, that, that it could have been. But what they're putting it down to is this big stockpile of like, uh, I think they said uh, uh, ammonia. Let me see if I can pull some, um, um, some details up while i talk about it uh that it it came in on a ship or something like that um and because of the amount of whatever it was on this ship it wasn't allowed to leave um so the disaster was preceded by a large fire at the port of beirut so that's what you see initially on on the video something's on bloody fire um, on mm. the city's northern Mediterranean coast. Um, shortly after 6 o'clock, which was 3 o'clock Greenwich Mean Time, the roof of the warehouse caught a light and there was a large initial explosion followed by a series of smaller blasts that some witnesses said sounded like fireworks. Uh, 30 seconds later, there was a colossal explosion, and that's the fucking word to describe it, a colossal explosion that sent a mushroom cloud into the air and a supersonic blast wave radiating through the city. Um, and it really it just looks like an atomic bomb when you watch it. Just, and then the mushroom cloud comes up. Do you know what a blast wave is? Yeah, with the... the um, yeah. Yeah, so but do I can't. You know how it works? Yeah, but I can't explain it. Go on, you can you explain it? So I'm, as the I'm, mo- I'm moving yeah, my hands yeah, yeah, out yeah. like this because people who can't see the video, yeah, obviously. Like... He's like exercising his top half of his body right now, going like this. It's like this. It's like, Just anyway, it's like this. It's like this. So anyway, the explosion kicks off or kaboom happens, and as it passes over you, it kind of takes all your breath away. Yeah. So it takes all your oxygen out, and then as it carries on going through you, it gives it your back again. So people have the experience of everything's in slow motion. Fuck. So you know, how can I best best explain it? You know the Matrix. Yeah. 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 So it's kind of just it's exactly that, but that's extortionately slow mode down. So it yeah. goes into the building. In all the energy and then goes and then <laughs> fires it back and out. then fires it all back yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, Lebanon's president blamed the detonation on 2750 tons of ammonium nitrate um, that he said had been stored unsafely at a warehouse in the port uh, a similar amount of the chemical arrived on a Moldovan flagged cargo ship which docked in Beirut in 2013 after suffering technical problems while sailing from Georgia to Mozambique. Um, it was banned from leaving and was shortly afterwards abandoned by its owners. Um, its cargo was reportedly transferred to Warehouse 12 following a court order 
and should have been disposed or disposed of or resold. Um, ammonium nitrate is a crystal-like white solid commonly used as a source of nitrogen for agricultural agricultural fertilizer, but it can also be combined with fuel oils to create an explosive used in the mining and construction industries. Um, militants have made bombs with it in the past. Um, but when it's stored properly, it's relatively safe. Um, but if so I you, bet you, I bet you they've had diesel put on top of it mm. and to the side of it. And I bet you've had guys walking around the yard smoking. With a fag. He's got his fag on, like. Uh, well, no, if, if you don't store it properly and you leave it lying around, it decays. And then over time, it absorbs like moisture and becomes generally more unstable and unsafe until eventually kaboom uh, which is you know what they're kind of putting it down to and it, I, I don't know whether like something caught fire first which has caused the explosion or whether that caught caught fire all this ammonium caught fire and then exploded uh, but the, basically they're putting it down to nearly 3,000 tonnes of of, um, of ammonium. Um, well, I think they need to arrest whoever runs that port. Yeah. The thing is, as well, this is... This well is, done as well. Bloody hell. What an explosion he was. He was fucking crazy. And like I say, anybody who hasn't seen it, um, it's... Obviously, it's devastating because people have lost lives and, you know, it's going yeah. to take them... Fucking, it's going to be cost... It's going to cost millions to rebuild. Um, and... So it is. It is a horrible thing, but it's also, for choice of a better word, it's also fascinating to watch this explosion. And you know, I I just count my blessings that, you know, it, I it hasn't happened around here. You know what I mean? Because it's absolutely devastating, devastating. I was I was just about to allude to that very same point, David. As far as explosions go of twenty twenty, this has by far been the best explosion. <laughs> the best explosion. The best. We give the this a, we give this a four out of five. Um, something that that came up actually on my um, news. Feed. He was low. He was low on casualties and high on explosion. Yeah, what was the death toll? Was about hundred and I want to say hundred and thirty something, hundred and fifty something, something like that. They've said. Shall we say it was a Lebanon hundred and fifty? A Lebanon hundred and fifty. You know. Um, yeah, sorry, I'm having problems talking because I've got a big gap in my teeth. <laughs> um, one of the things that popped up on my timeline was, um, do you know when the, there's always like another another point or another argument? Let's go back to Black Lives Matter. Um, there's always going to be somebody. Okay. Somebody says Black Lives Matter, and then somebody goes, "Well, what about um, uh, fucking? I don't know." Uh, I can't think of any other example. What about Mexican lives? What about uh, Chinese lives? What about yeah, yeah, everything yeah. else? There's always somebody that goes, well, what about this? You're sharing these posts, but you don't share about child poverty or something like that. And it's like, yeah, it's because we're not talking about child poverty at the moment. We're talking about black lives. Um, so I saw a post somewhat kind of similar to that. Um, but I suppose kind of with a point that they were making and the point was making when, um, Notre Dame burnt down, 
they had millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of pounds pledged for millionaires all over the world and people wanting to rebuild Notre Dame. And then this massive explosion happened in Beirut. And this person literally put, where are all the millionaires now? Why isn't anybody helping to rebuild Beirut? Uh, what, what, uh, I kind of understand that, though. It's Beirut. <laughs> it's a port in Beirut. What do you mean, where are all the millionaires now? Who the fuck wants to put a port back together? You're talking Notre Dame. I think what Against the point a port in Beirut. I think sure the point. Ups. I think the point they were trying to make they haven't was, got a point. They've been pedantic I as think shit. The point they were trying to make was like people are there when it's something from your own culture or your own kind. People are always there to help, but when it's something that we generally don't care about, it's where are all these people now that want to help? So, but so, such, but so such let me get life, this right, Dave. Such is life. In all so, fairness, you know. So what let mean? me get this right. When something happens that everybody cares about. Everybody invests, and when it's something that no one really cares about, no one invests. Well, call the which fucking is why, news. Which is why I well. said such is life. It's um, you can I suppose you can really, if you want to really narrow it down to kind of a basic form, you could be like, you know, this person donates to cancer research, and this person donates to the RSPCA, but that person doesn't donate to cancer research. So, are they a bad person, or have you just picked your charity? You know what I mean? I. I I can't donate to every charity in the world. You've kind of got to pick and choose. As it happened, I didn't give any money to fucking Notre Dame, and I haven't given any to Beirut. So, you know, ha- I sh- won't be shout at me if you want. But, you know, I, I, I kind of get the point that they were trying to make, but in a world, in this world that we live in at the moment, in this internet-ridden, opinion-ridden, far-right, far-left world that we live in, it's just too many... But what about this? What about that? Me, 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 me. There's just so fucking much of it. Uh, so fucking much of it. And it's kind of like... It's all right, you penny lyrics here. Go th- on. Things are just kind of turning into... <laughs> do, you, do you not think, with so many opinions being thrown around, they're kind of turning into non-points? Yeah. It's just getting to the point yeah. where it's like, you know what, I don't care. I just don't fuck. Just you leave know- me alone. I want to take pictures of me records and show them to people who care. And that's about it. Leave me alone. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what? Do you know what? Also, ignorance has started to come back into the world. Yeah. Like, yeah. like someone, someone, I'm taking a walk with my kids. I take care of my kids. Uh, me and my missus do it. It's like you're supposed to do this stuff. Why? <laughs> why do you need... Why does everybody now need a round of applause? Do you know, we're on a football pitch today and we're playing a friendly. And there's a, I think he was playing right back. And he wasn't against me, he was against our manager who's a centre forward who co-manages the team with me, Craggy. Yeah. So he's up front and there's little chubby right back. He's about 24. <laughs> he, goes to, he goes to Cragger, he goes, never met him before. Marking him on a football pitch. I'm on 60 grand a year. <laughs> Can't give a fuck, mate. Can't give a fuck. That was exactly, that was exactly what Cragger said. said. I couldn't give a fuck. To tell you the truth, matey. He said, I'm not sure. Do you want a round of applause or a sandwich? So what do you want, like? What do you want, what do you want mate? What do you want? What are you, what are you telling me? Even... 
I'm not being nasty. The banter with young lads as well, David, lately, it's shocking. You know, there used to be quite some funny young lads in the world, but... It's just nothing, lad. There's, there's, there's nothing no... now. There's vacant. <laughs> just like, just fuck all. There's no no bants, no nothing. Don't get it. No understanding of the world. Don't get that it's a joke. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's, uh, uh, yeah. Oh, my days. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you, Dave. I think the world is now looking for a round of applause for stuff that they should be doing anyway. Mm. So, well done on paying for your kids and looking after your kids. Mate, you that the whole kids Being with one. your missies and the oh, looking after your kids. Women, women, women of this fucking world. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm going to go on a fucking rant now. David's activated me. It's Thank just, you, David. This just, is all your fault. Just me and my kids. Um, the, sorry, the one, the one that you, gets no, no, me. No, 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 no. I haven't even started yet. You can shut up no, this You take, take the complaints. This no, will take you two take seconds. The no, no. Two seconds. No. Very, very quick. No. It's the Facebook. Go on. It's the Facebook profiles where it's like some dude, and you know in your little bio on Facebook where you put like, yeah. I, mine's got like cooker of food, player of guitar. It's like, Tim, 44, love me kids. Congra- <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, thanks, Tim. Thanks. <laughs> love me thanks. kids. Well, you should. <laughs> Th- thanks, Tim. You know. <laughs> uh, thank you. I mean,. You get, yeah, you get the people going, oh, I'm looking after my kids this weekend. What? What? <laughs> what? Really? So you fucking should be, really? Yeah, it's like, what? I'm not, I'm not sure you should be looking after your kids, Doc, but I'm pretty sure it should be you. Yeah, what did you do last weekend? Like, you just lock them in the shed or something? <laughs> Push some food under the door, lock them in the shed. You know something? I genuinely believe, I genuinely believe, David, we're living in a time now that if the Titanic was now and it was sinking, <laughs> they would be shouting, you can't make us wear a vest. You can't make us wear a, you can't make us wear a life jacket. Yeah, you're right, I can't. Drown. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's called natural selection. I'm yeah, I'm genuinely kind of like, people just huddle and uh, there's a massive FOMO culture at this present moment in time. Like, um, we've got to be the first to everything. Yeah. I love what, I love watching people being the first, I do. Got to be the first to everything. I can see this going wrong. (laughs) (laughs) It's gone wrong. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. Anyway, anyway, what else has happened, David? We've had a rant. Do you what know what? Do you know what, man? Right, I've th- th- there's a, them two things really that have that have come on my radar this week: Beirut explosions and people that don't want to wear masks and this whole idea. I think... This whole idea of a, of a second lockdown. There's been another explosion somewhere else as well that I read, but I, I can't remember in your exactly pants. It was. <laughs> in my pants. Soon as you, it's as soon as you uh, turned your camera on, Cleon. I saw that beautiful bronze face of yours. Where, what have you been doing this week? Just been out oh, and uh, caking yourself in vegetable oil, like out in the garden. You know I like that vegetable oil. You know I like. Well, some wasn't even shining. You're just getting greased up. <laughs> we've had the Port Vale kit lunch. Oh fuck lunch. me! We had lunch. lunch. We've the had Port a Port, vale Port Vale kit, kit lunch. Lunch. 
the Port Vale kit launch. So, ladies and gentlemen, the Port Vale new strip for the 2021 season was mm. unveiled on Friday. Wasn't it, Dave? It was. It was. I messaged you. I was like, dude, have you seen the new Vale strip? And you were like, bear with. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, carry on. And then you were like, I need to get the fucking wording right because it was it was brilliant. It was so the way it's just it was the way you said it. It was just so like straight to the point. I've got fucking fucking how much do we bloody talk to each other? Here it is. So Quite what do you lot. what do you think of the new veil shirt? I haven't seen it. Like a few minutes go by. That's disgusting. For fuck's sake. Pissing Robbie Williams. It's bloody horrible. They look like a bunch of Power Rangers. <laughs> Pikachu movie's good. <laughs> that was, that was <laughs> so anyway, I've had a chance to digest the strip. <laughs> so the era, the era kit has been partially designed, partly designed, sorry, by uh, Sir Robbie Williams at hmm. the Stoke. And his bird, Andy, and his messes. Yeah. Why? Why is this? Why? I'm going to get onto this in a minute, Dave. By the way, has been partly designed by Robbie Williams, club owner Carol Shanahan, and her son Patrick, before being approved by manager John Askey. There's been a lot of people dropped in this. Say a lot of people are getting involved. So it's the unique V-patterned home strip, which has a take on classic Port Vale colours. Mm-hmm. It's, it's black and white. <laughs> um, I don't know. make something you know you yeah. polish your turd you polish your turd but it's black and white Dave. It's black and white it's black and white the design process or the design team effort consists of Robbie Williams ideas were developed by team Carol Shanahan and son Patrick so when I read this this is this is the vision I had in my head. So, Robbie Williams, um, with like just a blank sheet of paper, drawing out football strips over and over, over and over again, sending them to Carol and the son, and then being there knitting out knitting out <laughs> football strips. Hey, up, Robbie's email. Get the fabric out. <laughs> like this going, Robbie Williams going, da, 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 let me entertain you. <sighs> yes, that's a nice strip. His message was involved as well. So I'm not sure how much involved she was, and I'm not being sexy. Or if after Robbie drew the picture, he went, babe. <laughs> what do you think of that? Look at this. It's nice, that is. Yeah, I've done that. Robbie Williams. Now, uh, the strip's very nice. It's a it's a good design. It's a shame that they didn't get to unveil it um, as they wanted yeah, to unveil yeah. it this season. Um, as the concert for Robbie Williams has been cancelled at Port Vale, it's a shame we didn't get to launch the strip. I say we. I'm not a Port Vale fan, but I'm you know Basel, etc. Um, that they did, they didn't get the uh, time to do it in the way they wanted to do it. Um, I just thought today when I drove past after football, the 
17 balloons over the club shop in an arch and 14 people outside going, hey. I just thought that was a bit weak. Um, and over the names, Dave, as well, not to be a negative Nelly, but why can't we just say, not taking nothing away from the team, but why can't we just say Robbie Williams has designed the strip? Yeah. I mean... I, I don't know. I don't know what... I, I don't know if it's if it was Mr. Williams being shy. Um, well, if, Mr. If it Williams, was, Mr. If Williams, Mr. Williams, Sir Sir Robbie of Stoke. Uh, I didn't know if it was uh, Robbie being shy and bringing people involved, etc., or how they wanted to play. But uh, well, I don't know why they couldn't have just said Robbie Williams has designed this shirt or Robbie Williams has designed this kit. I mean, if it has been a collective effort, then that then that'll be why. If it is, if it's been the three of them bouncing ideas off each other, then then you know that'd be why. I think I'd have been maybe quite inclined to lie and just say Robbie's designed this kit because yeah, but, I would as well. But then again, I suppose you if you've got fan because it, what I was going to say about it is it's very marmite, isn't it? You know what I mean? And, and I've noticed from the fans' reaction, people either really like it or just don't like it at all. And I suppose if if one person's name's on the design, it's like, you know, you've got one person to shout at, and it's going to be, oh, it's Robbie, what, what's he got to do with it? Why's he designed it? That's why it's crap, blah, blah, blah. But if you put the collective names in, if you say, look, the owner of the company's had their say in this as well, um, then it might cause people to kind of back off a little bit and go, yeah, fair enough. Personally, I, I initially saw it, um, I mean, I've I've got a picture of it up here with um, Tom Pope wearing it, and I thought, you know what, that's all right. I quite liked it, but as as I zoom out and see the whole strip, I don't like how the the triangle when it comes it comes to a point like on the belly, and yeah. it just looks a bit weird. The bottom part of the strip looks a little bit weird. I think the top off shoulders and whatnot looks fine. The one thing that has confused the piss out of me, though, is why does the goalkeeper's strip look like the away strip? It just looks like a Port Vale away strip. They've taken the white and made it gold. And it looks like... It's, it's classic. But it's short-sleeved as well, and it's like it just looks like an away top. It's like, well, goalkeepers are weird nowadays. But the it's ground a, isn't like... You know. it's, like <laughs> it's almost like Robbie went, oh, shit, I forgot to do the... Uh, I forgot to do the keeper's strip. Tell you what, take the away one. We'll call that the keeper's strip. I'll do another away one. Leave, get his Crayolas out. I'll do another away one. <laughs> I am, um, you know, when I was a kid, when I used to buy veil strips, and I haven't had, a, I haven't owned a veil strip for a long time. I always was more partial for the away strip. I loved the um, the black and gold. Um, so when I saw that black and gold top, I was like, wow. I quite like that. If I was to buy one, that's the one I'd get. And then I was like, mm. that's the keeper's strip. Ah, I probably still get that one in all fairness. I don't think it's... I think I'm one of the few that... that like, I'm like, yeah, it's all right. A, th- a lot of people are like, it's, it's either crap or it's lovely. I think the top off of, of it looks fine. Shoulders across here. And then as you get travel further down the strip... It develops to that point, that triangle, and it's just a bit like this. Is one of the most erotic videos I've ever just watching me like life. stroking myself. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
but you know, let's uh, let's fucking. I'm sorry, off, dude. You sit, you're sitting there giving <laughs> it me full take. That like, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen who are watching this on YouTube or wherever else, we're beaming videos out to the whole nation, world, and the universe. Um, what Dave's doing now is he's forming his body. Over and over and over and over Pointing again. directly it's to my dick. <laughs> and, and then pointing to his crotchy directly down to the bed. Just stroking himself. It was a lovely five minutes, Dave. It was a lovely five minutes. However, yeah, I think... Uh, can't we just leave it with the global superstar? Um, I, I think the whole... Excuse Dave saying it comes down to one person, etc. I think Robbie Williams is Port Vale's biggest fan. <laughs> and he's probably, and not biggest fan, I mean most popular fan. Popular fan, fan. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I think he's probably made Port Vale more money than any other fan ever. Because I'm sure people have bought Robbie Williams shirts because he did, he's bad Rob, he's had Port Vale shirts on for God knows how long, yeah, hasn't he? Yeah. So yeah, well he did. He did a little nice video, strip, didn't nice he? Strip. I was thinking about getting it, and then I thought, no. He did a um, he did a little video for it, didn't he? He's sat in, in his in his alley home or wherever he was with a full strip on, and uh, did a little little video saying where he uh, where how they were going to um, announce it. But this is the way they've done it. You know, I've I've just pulled the full strip up now. Like I'm looking at it and. I just don't like the way that arrow, how that triangle just forms, man. It's just not, it's doing absolutely nothing for me. But the keeper's, the keeper's strip, I think, does look nicer than, than, than the, the player's strip. I'll, um, yeah, I might get one. Fuck it. Why not? I haven't owned a veil strip for ages. I might fucking get one. Might even start going. <laughs> well, I guess Saturday's off now. I might as well. Fuck all else do. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. <clears throat> Fuck it. Next thing you know, it'll be two years down the line, man. We'll be fucking season ticket holders. <laughs> two years down the line, we'll be season ticket holders and interviewing people out to that outside the game. Out, just outside, like outside the outside the uh, outside the ground after the game. Nothing to do with the football. Vale. Just interviewing random people, Port, like <laughs> Port Vale, Port Vale fan TV, Port Vale fan TV. Which, Shingler's list, Port Vale fan but TV we'll just, coming up soon. We'll make it look as dog shit as possible, like so unprofessional. <laughs> yeah. No proper editing, just like one dude. Wear, we'll use I'll an old shell suits. We'll use an old Sony Ericsson phone, record it all on like. I'll wear a shell suit and I'll zip it right the way up, Dave, but I'll wear like a gold chain over the top of it. Do you know what um yes. Yes, you with a pair of New Balance. Pair of New Balance. <clears throat> I like New hey, Balance. Hey guys, guys, if you don't steal this idea <laughs> off us by the end of next season, we'll do it. Yeah, we've just given it to you, but we'll do it. We'll do it next season. It's fine. Not this season. Do it next season. And we're better. <laughs> and we are, and we're the bestest. We are the bestest. Um, and I know plenty of Vale fans will move off the territory. I've got a. Um, <laughs> do you know what? I've got a. Uh, a little Port Vale story to end on, if uh, if unless you have anything else for the show. Um, um, no. A little Port Vale story to end on. It's a lovely story. This is Cleon. Back in the day when I was a when I was a, a Vale fan, I, I still am a Vale fan. Just very super fucking casual. Like might might have a look on tally text. Tally text doesn't exist anymore. Um, but back in the day when I used to go to the occasional match, 
Um, I had a friend called Rob, and Rob's dad owned a car garage. And Rob's dad's car garage uh, used to service Neil Aspin's car. And uh, so what, you remember Neil Aspin? What Neil Aspin would do is uh, he would leave complimentary tickets at the garage for the, for the guys to uh, go to the matches. And one week, uh, two tickets were left and nobody could go. So Marmite Rob's dad brought them home and he gave them to Marmite Rob. Now, <clears throat> Rob didn't have anybody to go with and he phones me and he's like dave do you want to go to the match this afternoon and i'm like oh yeah i can do i said but i haven't, I haven't got any money so I, I don't know how i'm gonna get it. i have to see if i can skank some money off the folks and he goes don't worry i've got tickets and i was like okay sam fair enough so on goes the veil shirt the trainers we get involved we go up to the ground and we're looking at the tickets and we can't work out what stand we're on like i'm thinking they're gonna it's gonna be like you know family stand tickets or something like that turns out they were director's box tickets, and we were completely unaware of this. <laughs> so, we get these tickets, we go into the bar. Now, Barrett, this is, I don't, I've not been the veil for ages, but I say director's box, it was a corrugated tin, um, <clears throat> where the players used to sit. And we we go into the bar, and we're kind of like, fuck, you know, there's like, there's players everywhere, and we're I'm The young. old porter cabin. Yeah, the old porter cabin. And, uh... And we go up, and uh, the guy checks his tickets. He's like, in you come, lads. Sit yourselves down. And literally, right, everybody's sat in there, and they're all wearing suits, shirts, and ties, and shoes, and everybody's dressed smart, and everybody's being really well-behaved, apart from me and Rob, who were absolutely fucking loving it, because it was the week after Neil Aspin had literally ran the length of the fucking pitch and scored a pearler of a goal. So every time he got the ball, the whole fucking stadium was going, Go on, Aspin! Go on, Aspin! And there's just me and Rob in the director's box, on his feet, shouting at the top of his lungs, and everybody's kind of looking at us, and we did not give a fuck it was fucking beautiful and in the end there was a few people sat around us going oh these lads here look at these lads good lads these are like propagating and started getting involved with us last game of the last home game of the season as well that was everybody stormed the fucking pitch brilliant afternoon asking for england asking for england mate asking for england and on that note Let's wrap it up for another week. Uh, big thanks to everybody that listens week in and week out. You guys are awesome. Remember, subscribe and like and tell all your friends and family about us. If you can leave us a review, then please leave us a review and subscribe to us everywhere. If you've got Apple Podcasts, subscribe to us on there. Install another, po- install another podcast app and subscribe to us on there. Give us a like on SoundCloud. And we're also on YouTube. We're, we're on Spotify as well. Follow us on there. Anything you've got there, you can follow us. Just follow us. Your support uh, is really, really, really appreciated. Like I say most weeks, I feel podcasts always grow better through word of mouth. So if you can tell everybody about the show, if you enjoy listening to us, that would be awesome. Be sure to follow us on our social media. On Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash Shingler's List Podcast. On Twitter, it's at Shingler's List PC. You can follow me at Shingler MVOC follow Cleon at KL Bewley. You guys are awesome and we will see you next time.